When you feel your voice is not being heard, please consider calling the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections. The show wants to be the vehicle you can use to express your opinion or get your issue out to a larger audience. We're living in a time that we can no longer allow others to speak on our behalf. If you wish to be a guest on the show and discuss on the show what's important to you, call James T. Deshaies at 407-394-9819. Your issue or focus can be placed on the calendar. The show is live seven days a week. We can no longer reside in the shadow of life. It's imperative that we're on top of the issues that impact our lives now and in the future. USI never had it so good. 101.1 Radio, the best R&B and hip-hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. Talk radio with the best host in the business. Sports Talk Radio every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1. And it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshaies is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshaies has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshaies. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. You know I love music. And every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move. It makes me want to have fun. But it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here, it makes me want to... This thing called love, get away from you Feel free right now, go do what you wanna do Can't let nobody take it away from you 
right, I ain't gonna let you kill by James T. Deshay. I am a gladiator. Despite what others choose to see, my life is determined by my selected steps. Regardless of the traps set by those who hate me, I am the master of my lifelong quest. It is my convictions and courage that will decide the success of my personal journey, not the dreamless limitations of those who refuse to see the greatness of my legacy. I walk not in the shadow of those who wish to be unnoticed. I stand tall in a crowded room of those 
who created their own path through life. I am driven to make noise where others wish to remain silent. I wear the suit of those who slew dragons and ruled kingdoms. I will not give in to the starless skies of those who see me as worthless and without meaning. I am a present-day gladiator, and I will have victory over the kingdom of my birthright. This is James T. DeShay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection, brought to you seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Your voice can be heard loud and clear and without interruption. Don't allow self-doubt to silence your dreams. Call 407-459-4827. That's 407-459-4827. Allow your dreams to take flight. Increase your quality of life and your monthly cash flow. Visit my website, www.jamestdeshay.com. That's www. JamesTDeshay.com. If you enjoy my poetry, please hit the like button and subscribe. I look forward to you becoming a part of my listening audience. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection. As always, I'm so happy and pleased to be here with you and to have the opportunity to discuss the kind of Issues that impact our lives now and in the future. It is so wonderful when I have the two perfect people uh, to discuss this issue with. Uh, I want to thank you for being here, Kathy and um, and Dee. Um, let me just kind of outline what I want to discuss with you today. And, and the reason why you are the two perfect people to discuss this with is because you, two, you you raised two fine young boys who are now men, and um, D, you're in the process of raising uh, two girls. And this is an issue that we're going to have to come to grips with uh, because our boys and girls are going off to college, and they're going to have to use the tools that we give them uh, to get through this, to get through the trials that are going to occur in college. Well, yesterday, a young man found himself in a lot of trouble. He and another classmate, female classmate, were out drinking. And I don't know where they were when they were drinking, but they went out drinking. And they then decided to go to his room afterwards. Um... After which they had intercourse, and now they are at odds with each other whether or not the intercourse was consensual because the girl said she wasn't in a position uh, to make that decision. Or what she, what she actually stated was that when she woke up, she was undressed, and it was clear to her that uh, she was taken advantage of. And the issue becomes that outside of what has taken place, we normally think of 18, 19, and 20-year-olds as young people, 
young adults. And a lot of times we have, we say that they are young and inexperienced, and sometimes people use the term kids. But right now we have across the country where people are drinking so much in in success that they find themselves in situations that they did not intend themselves to be in originally. And uh, when you, you know, I haven't spent a lot of time drunk. And so I don't know uh, how people make decisions when they're drunk or they're not. But I do know that there are people who make one decision when when they've been drinking, and then they look on that decision differently when they become sober. And this young man is about to lose his scholarship and very well may spend some time in jail. So the discussion is, is what, what, um, what responsibility do you have to a situation when you have been drinking? Uh, and we're talking about drinking. We're not talking about somebody put something in your drink. We're not talking about somebody who spiked your drink. Uh, we're talking about when you voluntarily are drinking and then something happens during that evening that you felt as though you didn't you didn't agree to. So, Kathy, you know, we, we are losing a lot of young men uh, to these scenarios. And seemingly we... We we need to either train them or teach them how to stay out of this situation, or come up with some way of dealing with the the aftermath of these young boys after they find themselves in these situations. Good afternoon, James and Dee. And you know, um, <laughs> I was just smiling as you were talking about that because I have found myself in that situation when I was younger in my uh, 20s uh, to where I would go and just, you know, have a good time. It's called having a good time. Well, back then, I don't know if they call it that now, too, but I'm going to say this. I don't own the rights to what I'm getting ready to say. That I, I knew exactly what I was doing, you know, drunk or not. I mean, drinking and just having fun, being with the guy that I want to be with. I personally knew what I was doing, you know. And then when, like, when I woke up, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, like, oh, okay, yeah. But it could be two things. It could be one that she's afraid of what her parents are going to say or what somebody else is going to say or it could, in fact, be that she was taken advantage of. But I know for a fact that as, as, a, as a young lady, that when you go and you're in a, a, um, a guy's house or with a guy at a certain time of night, you know, things could happen. And, and that's just how it is. Things can happen. And if they do, they do. If they don't, they don't. I don't know, um, 
you know, as we've heard multiple times over the news and everything else, that after the, these guys are, are, are uh, convicted, then the girls turn around and say that they made it up or, you know, they really didn't do it because they were afraid. So uh, in this situation, his parents need to just pray that she would tell the truth. And if it is the truth that he did that, then whatever consequences that happens, he he needs to pay for it. But if not, she don't need to put that on that boy's jacket, you know? Yeah, it just seems, uh, D, it just seems to me to be a major offense uh, to tag a young man with, if uh, it was entered into where they both agreed, and we don't know whether they both agreed or not because we weren't there, but certainly she went back to his room after drinking, and does she have a responsibility uh, to make sure that she doesn't drink so much as not so as not to uh, be be unable to to uh, control the situation she's in. Well, good afternoon, and uh, hello, Miss Cassidy. It's good to hear your voice, and and been on the show with you in, in quite some time. And nice to have you back. Uh, uh, well, James, you know, uh, as you as you put it uh, initially, that uh, you know you got the two perfect people to to talk to this subject. Um, and and my point of view is is kind of lean toward that of experience also. Um. You know, okay, let me say first of all, uh, I want to pick on James, Damon, James Winston, Jameson, James Winston. I want to pick on him for a minute, all right, uh, in saying that if you know that you are in a position where your scholarship could be at jeopardy in a lot of time, in a lot of ways, it's particularly uh, based on your behavior. Uh, you should be mindful of, of everything you do. Now, let me say this about the two of these two people as a couple going out on the town. All right. Uh, light of the fact that um, there was not no uh, real intent to spice her drink. All right. They could it could have been an intent to out drink her. All right. Uh, you know um, when we when we men, uh, especially if you have some experience uh, under your belt, uh, sometimes you can choose a person in a predatorial way. All right. Um, not saying he that he did. Not saying that I have. But you know, in life's journey, uh, opportunity has a strange way of presenting itself where you can uh, take advantage of some things, and sometimes sometimes they won't work out in your best favor. All right, so you know, uh, in the in the young lady in the young lady's uh, sense of the conversation, you know, uh, young girls coming out, uh, they have a tendency to be curious at times. Um, she may have the intent of being with this young man, curious about the good time that she could have. Also. Um, may have been uh, under the assumption that she will be able to con- to control her behavior uh, throughout the evening. Um, you know, um, um, 
you know, I've I've been with young ladies in my earlier life uh, that 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 had that curiosity. Uh, one wanted to know what a time out would be with a fella that know how to have a good time, would take you dancing, know how to uh, serenade you in ways of that sort. Uh, that's a good time, all right. But uh, there's also always there there are at times a premeditated uh, intent on on the on the in, uh, in the uh, intention of the fella. All right. So um, you know sometimes you know the, the, the curiosity of the young lady can be highly intense, where she thinks that she will be able to say no. Uh, and then, and sometimes it goes too far. That 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 was an old term. Things can go too far, and so uh, maybe that what that what happened. Things went too far, and like Miss uh, Miss Miss to say, she woke up the next day, uh, regretting all of that. And so we we could be very well be looking at uh, circumstances such as that. The issue comes for me, Kathy, uh, where. What what point is your safety given to another individual? So you can't um what you know, how is it can an adult person relinquish their safety over to somebody else and then society says, Well, you have a responsibility to do the right thing despite her inability uh, to say yes or no. And one of the things is we know that people who drink and become alleviated still have conversations. So at what point do we not believe the conversation that the person is having? The person very well can be alleviated and say, yeah, I want to do this. Uh, you know, are we... You know, are we asking these young men uh, in all colleges around the country uh, to evaluate when yes is yes and no is no, or when you're too drunk to say no? Um, how are they supposed to make those decisions? And we decide that these people can lose their freedom and their scholarships uh, when two adult people we're involved in having an evening out. If you know, if I was his attorney, I would argue the point that first of all, why did she go back to his room at that time of night? Second of all, that's why they have Uber and all these other things. If you feel that you're that drunk and you can't drive yourself home, you can call somebody to um pick you up and take you to where it is you need to go. And and then third, as a woman, um, I, I know that it happens a lot to some women, you know, but I'm telling you, when, when you, as a woman, when you drink, you do have a sense of, of, of uh, if I'm going to do this or if I'm not going to do it. And I think I heard Dee say something about they, they, are, they, they are a couple, right? So right. if, if they're a couple, they could have been planning this for a while. Again, I think this young lady 
could have been scared or afraid of what her parents were going to say. And so she's now she's at that point where she's uh, accusing this young man, and he's going to lose everything. Now, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, then God forgive me. But, you know, seeing how these young ladies are nowadays, a lot of them, you know, and how they are trying to get with the, the, the football player, the basketball player. I mean, we don't know what actually went on. You know, they say it's three sides to the story, his side, her side, and then the truth. And are we going to ever find out what the truth is? I mean, Kobe got out of it. Why can't he get out of it? Yeah, it is um, It is. It's horrific to me because this young man stands to lose everything. Uh, this young lady woke up in his room. She elected to go to his room. I don't know how she intended to get back to her room, uh, but all we know is that they were in this room together, and they elected to be there. It wasn't like he he strong-armed her D to go back to his room. Uh, it wasn't that he kept her there without her permission, but yet when she woke up and she decided, you know, she doesn't remember giving permission to be to be to be undressed, that now she feels that she's been violated. And um so he was arrested, released, now he's suspended from the football team and uh finds himself in a quiet mire of whether or not he's going to be able to get out of this situation a whole. But uh, he may very well be, if nothing less, expelled from school as a result of his behavior uh, because they do have these new rules about student behavior and that when it comes to uh, young girls at school. Well, James, um, again, I, I want to say something to the fact that uh, about my experiences. Uh, you know, when we used to hear this scenario play out in the past, uh, and, and, and my and my daddy's upbringing and up into my young adulthood, uh, this scenario would be that of a black man and a white woman, uh, where the, the, the uh, you know it could be the same age. And she thought that she wanted her to uh, be involved with this guy. But then once once thing goes too far, uh, she's saying people, all right? Now, if, if, she's not, if she's not the wife, then the, the other, the, the only other time I remember something like this being so prevalent would be that of a preacher's daughter, um, where... Uh, she's curious enough to want to be a part of the world, but then when things go too far, she's too ashamed to uh, admit involvement. So, um, uh, like Ms. Kathy said, we don't know enough of it, but uh, those are the two um, instances where, I, where I've seen this, this kind of thing happen before. And, Kathy, you know, we're on this show to, to, to be real and to be honest. A lot of times, uh, individuals have used drinking as a way to relax so that they can be comfortable doing something they really want to do. 
and they might be scared or insecure about doing it. And so young people, especially at this age, uh, men can be afraid and insecure, and women can be also. And so they drink in order to to relax and and have a nice evening like you suggested. But it just seems to be a situation where women have this kind of upside in this situation where they can say, well, I didn't intend to do that. But, you know, the law is supposed to be blind uh, to the to gender. And I'm just saying I doubt if a young man got drunk and got taken advantage of, would they even take it very seriously? They say, oh, man, come on. What you mean you, she took advantage of you know, so it, it it is interesting that we find ourselves in these situations where we're going to have to come to some understanding so that our young men are not just thrown in jail and the key tossed away. Do we even know what nationality they were? Well, I do know that he's an African-American because they have his picture in the paper already. I don't know okay, what her but, color is. Oh, okay. So I, I'm, I'm I'm leaning back on what Dee said. It, it possibly she could be of another nationality, and uh, this could have happened. But I was, I was thinking again when Dee said, you know, back when I was younger, back in the days. But you know, for me, it was it was a pre-planned thing in my mind. I already knew what I was going to do. So I need to go and hang out with my dude. We have some drinks. We hang out. We just drinking and we dancing and we partying. And he said, oh, come, let's go to my house. I already knew that's what I was going to do. You know what I'm saying? And so for it to right. happen, to go and forth with it, I already knew what was going to go down. So it wasn't like uh, – this was something he that was made was me made to do, but I don't know. You know, again, I don't know. The, I don't know the whole story. I'm just giving my opinion as a woman and how we too can be conniving. We we can do that, you know, because we know how to do that very well as women. We know what we want to do and what we don't want to do. But in, again, I'm going to go back and say, you know, that um, if if he did do that to her and she said no, then yes, he needs to be uh, prosecuted for, for, you know, her saying no and him doing it anyway. But if he, if, if she consented to it, then the truth needs to come out. And because that young man does not need to lose whatever, you know, he was given to take him to another level in his life because of something that was planned because, they I, most of the time these young people they plan those type of things. So and if that was his girlfriend, come on now, okay, come on. Why would she go back to his room? It goes back. Why would you go back? I mean that's a stupid move. If you know that you don't want to do nothing with this guy, it's late. Y'all been drinking. Why would you go back to his room? It's become. Now, the way I've read it and listened to it, uh, he's suggesting that they were in agreement to the point where he said, 
okay, I can no longer, I, I, I can no longer do this, but she, he, and then he said, stop, but she said she woke up and had no idea uh, that she was uh, undressed, so uh, it looks as though they agreed, they agreed uh, to this at one point, uh, and then whatever, one point, whatever point she said, stop, he stopped, but then she fell asleep, and she didn't realize that she was un- undressed. Well, you know, that's that's highly possible. I promise you. Um, first of all, I want to say this right here, uh, in behalf of Miss um, Kathy and, my, and myself. Uh, you know, I am very proud of the fact, uh, well, I am very happy and elated to the fact that uh, that God allowed us to go through our, whatever it was we wanted to go through in our previous life and gave us a, a second opportunity to make better of ourselves. And I think Miss Kathy would agree to that. And I'm I'm very, I'm very happy that, uh, like she said, she's the realest person on on the show. I thought I was, but she's pretty real too, you know. But, um, you know, yes, Jane, so uh, that's, very, that's very possible, you know. Um, you know, the guy was able to outlast her. And you know, and I have been in predicaments, uh, sometimes, sometimes staged, or again, uh, the, the 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 female occupant or participant uh, wanting to be in my company, but was pretty adamant about saying no, 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 and uh, and I have to admit, sometimes I was persistent until she finally said yes. Now, but but I never uh, forced anybody to to be with me. Uh, it was always uh, uh, a game, if you will, to be persistent until uh, the feeling uh, uh, on her part would suggest, uh, okay, I think I will. And so, like I said, it was a game in that way. Now. Uh, that being said, uh, if she passed out before his expectation of the yes came about, then he may have um, went ahead and, and, and did things in a uh, unethical way, you know, uh, taking advantage of her in her sleep. That's that's not un- unheard of. In fact, uh, it's uh, with with the age of um, cell phone and all that kind of stuff, uh, people have a tendency to even um, record that kind of stuff, and then put their business out on campus. Ooh, that could that could that could be one of the deciding factors also that, that we hadn't heard about yet. Thank you. Well one of one of the problems is for me and since we're all being great candid, you all are aware that my daughter was born when I was sixteen and so that meant that I was engaged in sexual activity as a teen or before the age of fifteen. And, you know, nowadays with things where people, when you uh, use the term where you coerced, you begged, you pleaded, and you did all the kind of things, and that right now is suggested to, to be against the law. Uh, that when she said, when a person says no at uh, 10, uh, but by 12, they, they saying yes. And you all during that, that time period, you were were begging and pleading and borrowing and drinking. Uh, that is a a, a uh, considered uh, to be uh, unlawful. 
Uh, and but that that was the way of doing business uh, back in our day because people girls were raised to say no before they said yes. And so now you know we we're in a day where no is no, and and you can't change it by telling me how much you love me or letting me drink for a couple of hours. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank God. Like we said, thank God we we are past that stage and it's over for us. But we have that experience to where we can share with our kids, with our nieces and nephews, you know, to to tell them what's right and wrong, to tell them that, hey, it doesn't matter if they say yes and, and go back and forth. As for me and my sons, then don't do it. You know, do not do it. Whatever. I don't care how you feel it, how much she's pulling on you. Do not do it at no cost. Do not do it. And then on the flip side of that, you know, D as a father talking to his daughters, letting them know, you know, that, hey, you're going to get in these type of situations with these guys and, you know, you're going to be feeling like some kind of way because you want to be with that person. But think about it before you actually say yes, you know, and then if you you start and you don't want to, make sure that you um, push that on them enough to where they can say type of situation. But right now I really feel bad for the girl because if it did happen to her, you know, then she's she's feeling different things right now. She's feeling fearful because people are going to know who she is. She's feeling shame, you know, and then her parents. I mean, all of this, if it did happen to her, you know. But then on the flip side, I'm feeling some type of way for the guy as well because I think of my sons when – these type of situations happen. I think of, oh, my God, that could have been my Because, you know, anything is liable to happen. So, I mean, I, this is a sad situation. I, I don't like hearing about stuff. You know, you, they're young. They still have their life, you know, ahead of them. And this is on their kid's career, her life, you know. So it's, it's a sad situation. And those type of things we have to really – pray for and pray about and I can only imagine what the parents are feeling on both sides, you know? Yeah, it is, it is incredible that he again, he's already on suspension. He's facing possible jail time. He's facing possible expulsion from college. He's facing uh, being put in on, on a sexual predator list for the rest of his life uh, and he's only about probably or 19 years of age and uh you know you we called you know um not too long ago a young man died at one of the colleges uh because his he he uh fainted after a workout and the, the parents talked about you know they didn't send their child uh to school to die and and so a lot of times we consider these uh, 17, 18, 19-year-olds and 20-year-olds and 21-year-olds children, even though they're in college. And they're trying to maneuver through this social maze of how to behave, how not to behave. This may be the very first time they've been away from their parents. For you, 
when I left to go to college, that was the first time I was able to spend all night away from my home without my parents' permission. And that is a very serious situation to be in where you're trying to deal with this newfound freedom and the desire you have to act, interact with these new people who are in your surroundings. And so that's why it was interesting to have you, Kathy, here when you have two young boys who you've raised and who they've had to deal with becoming young adults and uh, doing things where they had to make their own choices for the first time. Is that for me or G, uh, James? Yeah, you, you, Kathy, D dropped off for a minute. Oh, okay, the phone, my phone had dropped off too. I, you know, I was just thinking about that. that this is just such a coincidence because my oldest son uh, had an encounter with a young lady, and I don't know if I told you guys about this before, but she, the young lady, got pregnant, and um, so they broke up because of something. He said she was tripping or something. So they would go back and forth. So then when she finally had the baby, we had a baby shower and everything for her. He kept saying, Mom, Mom, I don't think that's my baby. I don't think that's my baby. I was like, really, you don't? He said, no, Mom. He said, the dates are not adding up. The dates are not adding up. I was like, wow. So we need to try to figure out how we can get a DNA sample from this baby because they didn't want us to see the baby because they had broke up. They didn't want us to see him. They wanted, they was trying to put him on child support and all this stuff. So I called his mother and I was like, Hey, look, you know, we don't, if this is my, if this is my grandson and my son's son, Hey, we're going to go the extra mile to make sure he's taken care. We're going to give you everything you need. But my son is having doubts that this is his, um, she said, well, it's his son. He used to be over here with my daughter. I said, okay, I can understand all that. But as a mother, you got to understand where I am and what I stand for as well. She said, well, okay, then meet us at the doctor because he has an appointment and we'll do the test. James, do you know that test came back 99.9% that wasn't his child? Wow. <laughs> Saying that to say that you know, sometimes these young girls are very manipulative, and they will do anything in their power to tarnish, get at, or whatever, a man, you know. So, I mean, I'm still leaning towards being on the side of this young man. And then thinking about his picture being in the paper. And Now, how ashamed does he feel? How ashamed is his family feeling? And just think, if, if that's not true that he didn't do that. You know what I'm saying? That could tarnish him. For the rest of his life. Yeah, and, and you're right. Uh, whether he is found innocent uh, or not, he's going to be a, he's going to be marked. Uh, and you know, the coaches are protecting their team, and that's the reason why they're not going to wait until uh, this thing is over. Uh, they've already suspended him uh, indefinitely. Uh, because they're trying to protect the team. And it is, you know, we don't know what cases will uh, come about uh, as this plays out. Uh, he said that they, she gave him permission uh, 
to go to the room and to do what they were doing up to a point, and that's the point at which he stopped. So how do we determine exactly what happened when there were two people there uh, to uh, uh, to determine what was said and what wasn't said? And so now we're in this dilemma uh, where, you know, again, as a young man, as a perpetrator, his picture gets put, splattered all over the media, and as a victim, um, she is, um, you know, she's she's uh, private, and um, and again that he's he can not only be given jail time, but he can be put on the sexual uh, predator list indefinitely. Uh, so he stands to lose a whole uh, because of the situation. And what state is, is this out of? It's in Florida. It's at UCF. It's the main college that we have uh, here in Orlando. Yeah, that's 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 sad. That's bad. I will be praying for that young man and that young lady and this whole situation because that's sad. Like you said, he's been suspended indefinitely, meaning he can't come back. And even if he tries to go somewhere else, they're going to look at that on his jacket, even if he's acquitted of it. And he goes and tries to uh, go to a different college, they're going to look at that. You know, that's that's really sad. And like you said, this is going to be on his record. So he's not going to be able to get a job. I mean, it's going to be really hard for him. True, without a doubt. Uh, let's take a break, and we'll come back and continue the conversation. What do you want to do? I'm here, baby. I'm ready, baby. I'm waiting on you. Believe me. I am patiently waiting. I can't believe 
is James T. Deshay, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflection, brought to you seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're here so that your voice has a platform to be heard loud and clear without interruption. It is time for us to stand up and be counted and recognize that we can no longer let others speak for us. We have to speak for ourselves. Uh, Kathy, do you have any uh, scheduled events coming up anytime soon? Uh, yes, actually, next month we have an event in October uh, where we'll be in L.A., but with other vendors coming out. So this is going to be something new and different from uh, for us because we've actually started a, a shoe line where we sell shoes, women's shoes as well. So we're going to combine the two, and we're going to go and see what um, – what the Lord has planned for us. But I wanted to say, James, now that song that you just played, that Barry White song, that wasn't a good song for that conversation that we've been talking about. <laughs> you know, I was thinking that myself. You know, Barry can be pretty persuasive. And so maybe uh, that was not the right selection. And you're so right. And, you know, we are real honest on this show, so you were right to call me out. And I was thinking that as it was it was going on, you know. I said, oh, that's the song he played. <laughs> <laughs> and, Kat, oh, you catch me all the time. I, I mean, I was just, you know, I was trying to play something I hadn't played in a while, and that didn't, you know, oh, I ain't played any Barry White. But I should have... I should have gave that a little thought that Barry is a little bit strong uh, when it comes to romance. Uh, Yes, uh, especially since we're talking about a conversation where two young people's lives will be impacted for the rest of their lives, you know? So, but that's okay. That's okay. Next time you play. But, you know, you you and I both have... uh, lived a life where we've come through on the other side and we've had a lot of trials and tribulations. Um, I certainly uh, didn't expect to have a daughter or a child at the age of 16, uh, but it can't, it worked out for me uh, because my parents, my parents passed so early and they got a chance to really spend a lot of time with their, their grandchild. And, uh, she has been a, a very positive existence in my life. Uh, so it is possible to change um, things that were that might be considered negative to a positive if you're willing to commit yourself to, to, to living, a, living a life differently. You know, it's not just where you begin. Uh, it's where you end that is important. Uh, but you just have to be willing to to get through those trials and tribulations, even if they are somewhat difficult. Right. The Bible says all things work together, but to them that love the Lord, to those who have been called according to his purpose. I mean, and we've heard numerous times about stories of, 
that were originally bad or something bad happened, but it turned around for the good. So like you said about your daughter, it turned around for the good. Your your parents were, were able to spend time. You have her, you know, as a person that you, that you talk to every now and then, which you need to get better with talking to her. I mean, and, you know, you have that part of you, you know what I'm saying, because um, – you lost your parents, and I think about, because I have a friend I just left, she lost her parents at an early age. She was adopted, and um, she she just feels, uh, uh, most of the time, our conversations, her feeling abandoned. So I try to encourage her and let her know that, you know, God sees her. God knows exactly where she is, what happened, how she was adopted, and I told her that's the most, to me, that is a beautiful thing when you're adopted because you were chosen. Somebody took out the time to look at your eyes, to look at your feet, your hands, and everything else. You know, they saw something beautiful in you, and they wanted you to be a part of their family. So that is actually a beautiful thing, you know, and uh, just the connection with um, somebody is what everybody needs, you know. And so I am grateful that uh, I have her as a friend, and I'm grateful that you have your daughter, and you need to talk to her more. <laughs> uh, we, well, we're certainly trying to create that. One of the things that uh, maybe we need to talk about on this show, because uh, I don't know uh, whatever, you know, what family truly means, and it's really difficult sometimes, Cassie, when you're an only child, uh, you grow up learning to uh, to just be alone a lot. And, you know, what I've come to, to, to learn is your friends are very important. So when I, when I hold on, I hold on to good people uh, as long as I can, and I, that's what I consider you. It, it, it doesn't matter where you meet or how you meet or how you, you, you come across people, but if you come across somebody who, has a good spirit, you need to learn how to, to, to hold on tight uh, because it is just difficult when you are an only child to, to sometimes have people that you can call on. You know, it, it, it's not that you need somebody you can borrow money from or you can get somebody get something from, but sometimes you just need to have a decent conversation. You need to have somebody who gives you reassurances that things are going to be all right so that you don't go to a dark and gloomy place uh, where your emotions uh, cloud your judgment. Right. You're right. You're right. I was thinking about um, Aretha Franklin and how the pastor was talking about that she had a money person that she would send out to go take checks and money and pay bills and stuff. So even though she had family around her, you know, all this family around her, she still had a friend, someone that she entrusted her money to. So you know that was, like you said, somebody that you can trust and talk to that you hold on to. So even up until the last day, they said that that lady was still delivering money for Aretha Franklin to some people. 
So, I mean, you're right. You When you find someone genuine like that, someone that actually loves you wholeheartedly and see your spirit and not your, what you can offer them, you do. You're supposed to hold on to those people because those people were put in your life for a reason. Yeah, and, you, and people, you know, a lot of times people suggest that they don't need, they don't need anybody. But as humans, we need to know that there's somebody out there who cares about me. And there's a place that I can go uh, to get peace. And because we live in a very troubled time, and there's times when you need to have peace in your life. And normally, you know, it, it comes through the love of another. And so we got to, we have to make sure that we don't ostracize everybody around us because there'll come a day in time when you need somebody, you need to shoulder the crown. Absolutely. And who else could it be if you can't call on someone dear? You know, I, I, I don't even think that I have someone who I can call. I can cry on their shoulder like that because it seems like, and I always ask the Lord this, I said, Lord, why am I always the person that everybody else come to? And I know that I, I go to him, right? But I said, why you never give me somebody I could go to? But he has charged me to be one of those people, you know, that my friends and my family come to, you know, with things. And I, I am, I'm grateful to be, you know, in that position that, you know, where he has granted me that wisdom to be able to share wisdom from him to uh, with other people. But there have been times that I go and I ask him, Lord, who I'm supposed to come to? So I just, you know, go to him and, and he'll tell me, Gently dry up your eyes, daughter. You know, you've been given this assignment, so I do, you know. Well, I know that you have been a a great uh, supporter of my show and that you've been a great supporter of the people who call in. And, uh, you know, it, it, that you're right. You have been given that task. You have been given the the ability to connect with people uh no matter what level uh is needed and we we more of us need to do that you know i have to tell you i'm a uh i'm a loner so a lot of times i'm i'm i don't interact as much as i should other than this radio and i need to get better uh but you so you did so um easily and even without permission. So that makes it certainly one of your gifts because you don't need to, to be given permission to have heart and um, for people who, who are hurting. So, you know, what I think about, James, is I think about when I, when I was in the world and how all of the damage that I did, you know, and so – then I think about how the Lord graciously called me into the kingdom and that I worked hard for the devil doing all the stuff that I did. So I know that I have to work extra hard for the Lord because, you know, it says, um, 
the uh, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Meaning that there are few people out there that are willing to step up and, and say what thus says the Lord, to say, to tell a pe- person, you know, when they're wrong, you know, but the Lord has charged me with that. So I know that I have to do it whatever cost necessary. I mean, and, and that's, that's just being the tr- truthful. You know how they say the truth shall set you free. That's, that is so real, you know, that is so real, but, Sometimes people, because of shame or fear, just don't want to tell the truth or be truthful about stuff. But I know, as for me, that that's what I have to do. I have to be truthful. So and when we were talking about, you know, the young lady and the young man, I had to think about my truth about when I, you know, was in that type of situation and how I acted and what I did. And I know that I was some some to be reckoned with, you know. I knew, like I said, I had pre planned, you know. The guy didn't know, but I had pre planned in my mind. Oh yeah, I'm gonna sleep with him tonight, you know. So, but, right. so you know, just just keeping it real, you know. I'm gonna sleep with him tonight, and we're gonna go and have a good time, and it's all good. But see, because the days are so different now, you know, guys. Can, Poor, I, I say poor guys, you know, they, they get farted for everything. And sometimes uh, 80% of the time it's not their fault. It's because the women want to do these things as well as the guys do. But because of, you know, all this Me Too and the laws being out and, and they still have a jacket over black men, it's, that, it's a sad situation. But I just believe that the men have to stand up and say, hey, I'm not going to do it. I don't care how good you look, how you throw this stuff at me. I'm not going to do it because there may be consequences behind what men you say that you want to do now, but then later it be something else. Yeah, and that is so true. You know, we have a – let me just say this. Uh, you know, and I, I've said this to a, no, a, a number of – black females who suggest that women don't lie. I said to them, do you know, do you remember how many black men have been hung because of lies of white women? And so now you're suggesting that because it's 2018 that women don't lie. I said, you you need to go back historically and think about how many black men don't got hung because white women said this, 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 and this happened, and and it didn't. And so you people are, are you know, we we Kathy, you and I have seen the ugliness of human beings. I don't put nothing past no human being, especially one that don't know God, and even those that know God sometimes lie. So in terms of being human beings, we can be some despicable people. Uh, on both sides, both men and women. And we need to really take a look at before we crucify uh, these men. And we got already got so many men in jail already. And every day you hear about men getting out who raped somebody and then they, they, then they find out they they innocent. Or they murdered somebody and then they find out they're innocent. So, you know, we need to really be careful about suggesting that people don't lie because we don't know what's in the hearts of all people. We want to believe that people don't lie. But the truth is is that everybody is not a Christian 
and everybody don't believe in Christianity. And there are people out there who who will let you go to jail when they know you innocent. And Christians lie just as much as non-Christians. And, you know, the Bible yeah. talks about how <laughs> they do, how we're not yeah. perfect. You know, we, we're we not perfect. So for me to sit and say, oh, I, I'm not going to lie, I, I can't say that because it may be a situation one day that I might have to lie about something. So I know that I'm not perfect. I'm working on on me, but each day I'm trying the more to be more like Christ, and that's that's what a person should say. But to lie and knowing you lying, that's a different thing, you know. It, it's a difference. Yeah. And then for um, women to say that women don't lie, women do lie to get themselves out of situations, oh, yeah, they'll lie, and you will believe them because we know how to bring tears. We know how to do it all. You know, look at, uh, what was her name, uh, Jezebel. Look at what she did. I mean, a lot of women, not not only the some women, and look at what, what Sarah did. Her own husband had her to lie to the king because he thought he was going to uh, um, kill him. So, you know, right. it, it's just something that we do. It's it's in us to lie. We can be right there knowing the truth to tell the truth, but we'll lie, you know. So, But in some situations, you need to be truthful, even if it's going to hurt your family or whatever. I mean, if, if your brother, if my brother murders somebody, I have to tell the truth. I can't hide him. That'll eat me up. For forever in a day, you know, he did wrong, so yeah. he has to pay for what he did. So true, so true. Well, Kathy, I want to thank you so very much for calling in today. It has been a pleasure. Uh, you and D uh, provided a uh, soundboard, and we're able to share your feelings, and that's what this show is about. We want people to call in and to be honest about the subject. Uh, that we're talking about, and share their true feelings so that people can uh, get an understanding of what it is we're thinking and the direction we want to be going. Thank you so much, Kathy, for being a part of my listening audience, and I look forward to you being here tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Everybody out there, just know that we're here seven days a week, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Take care, everybody, and I'll see you tomorrow. Of the night in armor bright, faithful and true.